This is Waddle and Sylvie on WMVP WSHE HD2 Chicago. Chicago's home for sports. A good karma brand's radio station. We talked a lot of bears today. We'll continue to do so. 312-332-3776. The week started with us reacting to the number one overall pick. We'll continue to do that for the next several months. Um, Ryan Poles also spoke early in the week. And the week ended with the Bears getting a new president and CEO. And uh, it's been Kevin an Warren. Week. Yeah, it's been a great week. And uh, Kevin Warren will uh, meet... Uh, Bears fans on Tuesday with his press conference. Uh, Sean McVay is returning to the sideline with the Rams. There was some talk that maybe he would take a year off, take a sabbatical. He is returning uh, back to the Rams. There are six playoff games, five this weekend, one on Monday night. That's the uh, Tampa uh, Bay-Dallas game. So a lot of great stuff to discuss. We've got Cubs convention going on. Tom Ricketts joined the guys earlier today on Cap and Jay Hood. We'll play you some of those answers on spending and everything um, in a little bit. And Jesse Rogers is covering that for us. We'll check in with him coming up in the 5 o'clock hour. Doug Kazarian's been our uh, football gambling expert all season long. We talked to him before the show started because we always make sure that that phone line is right. Because at this time, whenever we talk live, uh, the phone line in Vegas and the casinos always have it. I think it takes pressure off of him as well. I think he appreciates the ability to tape it. Yeah, and then this way we don't have to worry about in the casinos of Vegas, um, us losing connection, losing some of the plays. We know it's in the can. We know we've got all the plays there. So we talked to Doug earlier in the show, and we started the conversation by asking him, which game are you most interested in for this super wild card weekend? I think the Monday night game, most, more so I'm a glutton for punishment because I think it'll be a doomsday for some fan base. Maybe the Cowboys will just be in a wreck after another successful regular season and bowing out in their first playoff game. I think it'll be an enjoyable watch, just America's team versus America's quarterback. Which is fantastic, yeah. Yeah. Do you, like, I, I, I don't know. Every time in my brain I've ping-ponged back and forth, I'm like, the Cowboys are definitely the better team. They've had the better highs, but they're playing like garbage right now. Um, and, and Tampa's just not played well all year. So I, I just don't know which way to go on this. Do you have a feel for this one? I'm on the under. I, I do. It was. I don't know if you guys remember. It, they they played in week one, and it was my favorite play all summer and into week one. I just the the O line injuries were mounting, and I just didn't understand why it was so high. It went from forty nine to like forty seven and a half. But even then, I liked it. This is forty five and a half, and I've seen it touch forty six at some places. Look, you got two defenses that are top eight in efficiency, and I know the Dallas D hasn't been playing great, but still, this is a Tampa offense that's 23rd in efficiency. And on top of that, to your point, the Cowboys offense hasn't really looked smooth lately. Dak's been throwing a million interceptions. I think we're going to see a field position battle, and it's on Tampa's outdoor grass. I don't think it's on the, you know, it's not the fast track of the Cowboys stadium. So 45 and a half. Brady doesn't look as great. He'll get the ball out quickly. We know he will. 
but it'll be a lot of dink and dunks. The O-line's not perfectly healthy. I think this is an underplay for me. Let me get out in front of this. Uh, nothing to do with this weekend, but what is the futures play on where Tom Brady will be suited up and who he will be playing for next year? So the Raiders are in the mix, and I'm told that if he returns next year, so if Brady comes back to the NFL, that it'll be in Vegas. Now, I'm not an insider in terms of the free agency and all that, but look, Ian McDaniels are tight, man, and obviously they, you know, shooed Carr out the door. So the table is set with all those weapons on offense. Now the defense is something less to be desired, but if they make some moves to just help the defense a little and maybe the O-line to protect Brady, I can see it happening. Now, why would you want to go to the AFC and especially the AFC West with all these quarterbacks? Who knows, but... I also think the Dolphins and Jets are on the table, any any logical, and then even the Saints people talk about. But I'd be uh, – I, I think the relationship with McDaniel should not be overlooked. But you believe he'll play next year? I think so. I mean, he's been good enough. I, I think a lot of this year was more the O-line injuries than anything. I don't think he's necessarily lost a bunch. I think he's lost it a little bit in terms of his greatness, but I think, I think he's still got one more year. And, you know – I think the divorce or the the marriage was holding him back, made him retire initially. I think now that he's not involved in that situation anymore, I think he wants to kind of continue to play his, you know, pursue his dreams. Doug Kazarian joining us uh, from ESPN, Waddle and Sylvie on ESPN One Thousand. Before we get to back to the games, while we're on sort of these uh, these fun bets about like where Brady will play, um, you touched on it on Monday when we were talking about the college game. The the Bears and the number one overall pick, I saw Bovada had it. I'm not sure if you've been able to peruse it at all. Um, the Bears were plus 180 to get the number one, to draft number one overall. And I think the Colts were the second favorites to draft number one overall at plus 350. And they're obviously in the four spot. Have you looked at that at all? And do you like any of the plays uh, or any of the long shots to to end up drafting number one? So, you know, it's a great question because I think the Bears are certainly open to trading the pick. I, I think it would be very risky for Chicago to trade Fields and draft Young. I just don't – I understand people who say they want to do that. I just don't think it's going to happen. That's just from afar. You guys are obviously more locked in. So the logical um, – you know, thought would be for a team to trade up. I think the Colts are the one team that's sort of willing to risk all that draft capital and go get it. I think you have an inpatient owner in Ursay, and with a defense that's pretty solid and a running game that's solid, I think they feel they if they get the right quarterback, they can make a move or do do what they want. I ultimately don't think there will. I, I think Jalen Carter is the bet at eight to one for the number one overall pick. I think that's the play in my eyes. I, I don't think. The Bears draft a quarterback. I think they ultimately draft one, and I think Carter at eight Ooh. to one. He plays on the outside. He's an edge. I think that is a good good bet right now because you want to build a portfolio. Obviously, you want every bet to hit, but ultimately, you want to build a portfolio. And I think eight to one is probably the highest we'll see it with Jalen Carter. Uh, Doug, being the wise ass that I am, I was suggesting all week that the NFL cancel the Dolphins Bills game and just give the Bills the win. But with that not going to happen. There's no way the Dolphins go to Buffalo and even cover a big number like 13 and a half. Is there a way that they do that? No. I mean, they could cover maybe. It's funny. We're going to – our show is at an hour and 20, and we have our, our, our FBI guy on the show. <laughs> the ESPN FBI model has the line 22 and a half with Skylar Thompson at, at quarterback. So 
Uh, I don't think the odds makers will go that high. I think 14 is as high they'll go, but it's going to be pretty inept offense by the Dolphins. And I think the Bills have an extra gear. So I, if I had to, I would lay it with the Bills. But, you know, this Miami team, they know what they have with Thompson. It's not much. This could be a bloodbath. Can I, can I interest you in a first half Dolph, or excuse me, Bills minus seven bet or minus seven and a half? Does that oh, seem even more yeah. enticing? Yeah. You can definitely interest me in that. I like that. But wow. I think the bills are the bills are bullies. I think I, I I don't think you need to go first. Well, let me just sort. Of, it's seven and a half right now. But let me just discuss. So, when you flip a coin and you're saying I really want the results to be fifty fifty, well, you you want you want a larger sample size to get that fifty fifty. You want a hundred flips of the coin than you do like six, right? So, anytime you think you have an edge and stuff, you want a larger sample size to get the truer outcome, right? So really, unless there's line value on the first half or there's a, an angle that you think that the Bills would just take the foot off the gas in the second half if they're up 14, then yeah, then the first half makes sense. But otherwise, you know, you, you protect yourself more over four quarters versus two quarters on a fluke, you know, special teams return or a missed assignment on defense. Like like the TCU-Georgia game, remember, it was 10-7 at one point in the first quarter, right? So you want the truer outcome over four quarters because you're going to get the right side, so to speak. So that's the thought process of not doing a shortened uh, sort of amount of time with a shortened number. Yeah, that's a good point. Doug Kazarian joining us. Waddle and Sylvie on ESPN 1000. Uh, Let's go to the first game of the weekend. Um, Niners and Seahawks. Of all the games that have the, the bigger number, is this the game that has the best chance of stay, staying close because of the rookie quarterback and Purdy, because of these two teams being division rivals? Do you like the chance of Seattle playing this one closer? Yeah, I don't think it'll be like a huge blowout, right? I don't think it'll be 30-plus. I will say rain and wind in the forecast has moved this over-under from 43.5 to 42, and the line has dropped a little bit. I Seattle only has one offensive touchdown in two meetings this year with the Niners. And with all the rain and everything, I lean Niners. I think they're going to run all over Seattle. I think the Seahawks could make a big play, whether it's a bomb to Metcalf or something along those lines. And to your point, Purdy, the third stringer, could throw an interception in his own territory, something like that. So this has a chance. But I would lay the nine if I had to play it. I actually really like a prop bet, guys. Geno Smith over 20-and-a-half completions. So in the last meeting, he had 31. He was 31 of 44. With the wind and rain and this Niners pass rush, he's not going to sit there and throw deep all day. It's going to be a lot of check downs, and I expect Seahawks to be trailing most of the game. But I think the game script and the situation and the weather really lends itself to an over 20-and-a-half completions. I think it's a really strong play. Uh, I like it. personally am most interested in the Chargers-Jags game as I liked uh, watching these young quarterbacks play. How do you anticipate this game unfolds in Jacksonville? You know, it's a tough call. No one knows what to expect with this team, with these teams because the Chargers should take care of business. They're a little bit more polished on offense. But this Jags team has been kind of fun the last couple months. And they're well coached with Peterson. They're the home team, obviously. I'm not getting involved in this game. I could see a high-scoring game, but I also wonder if the Jags play a little tight. The stage yeah. is big not that that's the super bowl but you know we saw last week that they played with pressure and they weren't the same at least in the first half and they got the scoop and score to win 
I would pass, but I'm with you, man. I'm really looking forward to watching these two quarterbacks fling it around. I would put them, honestly, four and five in terms of top quarterbacks in the NFL behind the trio of Allen, Burrow, and Mahomes. Does, does, does Mike Williams being out change anything at all? No, it changes the, the like offensive line injuries, like the Viking situation changes the uh, betting and stuff like that more. So I don't think a Mike Williams would, but it certainly affects how people bet, which is you know the same thing almost connected. Yeah. So t- tell us about your thoughts on the Vikings Giants game. A very intriguing contest. Yeah, I like the Giants. You're getting a full field goal. We talk about you know how three is the most common margin of victory, and the Giants are getting healthier, not just in the secondary with the Dory Jackson coming back, but the front you know pass rush as well. And Vikings are relegated to a backup at right tackle, maybe a third stringer at center. Now, their starter is coming back after four or five weeks. He did have a, he was a full participant in practice yesterday, but even then he's got a back issue. Like I'm not sure he's going to finish the game. So I think the Vikings are limited on the O-line. I think the Giants will live in the backfield. Cousins will be under pressure. And I think it's a coin flip game. I wouldn't be stunned if the Vikings win, but I just like grabbing the full three points there. How about if I get that in a teaser and I get nine for the Giants? <laughs> oh, yeah. So yeah. the reason teasers are valuable, and I just had a Zoom call, and I want to explain this to all the listeners, is if anyone tries to buy a half point either on the three or off a three, you notice it costs a lot more by the sports book. Sometimes it's 20%. Sometimes it's 25 cents. So if you're going to pay a certain amount of juice for a teaser, you might as well use those six points you pay for to go through these key numbers that are considered so valuable when you're just trying to buy a half point. So if you buy a half point off of three or seven or even six, the books will charge you. So that's why the eight and a half down to two and a half, the seven and a half to one and a half, or the two and a half up to eight and a half like the bucks, makes a lot of sense because mathematically you're paying the same juice for all six point teasers, but you're getting real value when you go through those numbers of three, six and seven. Interesting. I like it. I like it. I think the one game we have not talked about is Bengals and Ravens. A lot of controversy with that Ravens team, not only uh, with uh, Lamar not playing, but now Huntley uh, has been banged up. So what? It, it's a big number in nine, but is this like the Bills game where you still like the favorite? I, I did early in the week, but the problem with Harbaugh is he kicks field goals even when he's down like 14 points. So you have these backdoor covers where you really shouldn't. I would take 10. If it got to 10, I would take it. But I really like Cincinnati in a teaser. Uh, there's some shops who have eight and a half. I would take it down to two and a half so fast. I think that's a really good play. Tease it up. Eight and a half with the Bucks. I just think there's a lot to like with the Bengals under a field goal. I, I just don't. I don't know why it's uh, eight and a half. I know some sharp money took nine and a half and moved, the, kept the market where it is. But I think some books will do teaser protection, and if it's eight and a half, might as well just throw nine or nine and a half. So I, I, I think it's, um, I think it's, a, I think it's too low of a number at eight and a half for, especially for teasers. You know. Uh, anything else? Any any other plays that we have not mentioned? Um, no, that'll do it. Those are my, my, my top plays are the, um, the under in the Bucks game, the Giants plus three and that Geno Smith prop. I like it. I played nice. the, while you were talking, I played the Geno Smith prop. I grabbed that. That's what as I'm you, talking about. That's what I'm talking about. That's right. That's, you that's, move markets, Doug. You move markets. 
What'd you put on it? I like four dollars. Guys betting. I, I at least do that. Fifteen dollars. Whoa! Yeah, I put fifteen dollars down on it. It was at uh, minus one twenty-five. So, you know, you got to put. You got to make a bigger bet on yeah. that. Yeah, that's that's not just beer money. That's nightclub beer money. Yeah, that is that one. That's one. Or maybe even like that's an eight ouncer. That's like a little king's. That's not even a full twelve ouncer at fifteen bucks. <laughs> I love it. Doug, great stuff. Have a great weekend watching football, all right? Thanks, Doug. Will do. Thanks so much on your guys, Ed. Enjoy the weekend. There you go. Doug Kazarian a little bit earlier today. Maybe the perfect size drink for you if you're in the midst of a dry January and you're looking to maybe fall off the wagon a touch. The theme of today, right. Yeah, and then... Um, we had a Viking Scott call earlier. I just placed yeah. his bet that he suggested. It's a little higher, the Vikings total. What was the total. bet? Vikings total. Okay, over He's, 24 and a half? Yeah. DraftKings had it at twi- 25 and a half. Okay. So I still played it anyway. I like it. I like the over just in general in that game. I think the number's 48. That's a really intriguing game. If this game was in New York, I probably would pick the Giants. But since it's in Minnesota and Minneapolis, I'll Probably, I, I would probably stay away from it in terms of like a, I keep my five dollars in my pocket, and not necessarily throw it down on this one. Two I save my money. right here. I probably would tease it, but two big fakers. They're both fakers. Giants are fakers. You know how I feel about the Vikings. They're fakers. I actually think the Giants. Now, in terms of faking, it's just, it's the record. They're not as good as their record. Like, they, that's, yeah, I mean, I get you there. Like, they've got some players. I mean, they've got some players. They can do some stuff. Defensively? No, their defense sucks. They're, like, next to dead. They're only the Lions have given up more yards per You're game. You're talking about the Giants. Oh, uh, yeah, the yeah, Giants good. Yeah, the yeah. Vikings, yeah. they can do some stuff offensively. I think it's going to be a high-scoring game. I kind of like the Giants' future, to be honest with you. Delvin, I do. Delvin Cook's a teaser, though, too. He is. Sometimes he runs over people and around people, and other times he's 12 carries for nine yards. I mean... With a fumble. Yeah, that offensive line scares me, like Viking Scott was telling us. I don't think the third-string center is supposed to start, but the guy that's coming back may, may you know, has some back issues. The cousin's going to make some throws that make you go, wow, that's pretty nice. And then he's going to throw yeah. one right into the arms of the, the, the middle linebacker. So... I don't listen. I I've come to, to to I think the Giants are a really intriguing story overall because I think Dable's been fantastic, and I think that Danny Dimes. While I don't believe Danny Dimes is joining any elite quarterback clubs anytime soon, I think the Giants are bringing him back. Not you, at some you like him more than you like him more than I do too. Like you, yeah, you, you I think, think he's, he's a better. better. Like you think I think he's Mitch. I think oh, he's no, no, Mitch. I think he's got. A, I think he can do more than Mitch. You do? Yes, I do. Yes, I think he sees the field better than Mitch. I think he processes things better than Mitch. I think he's coached better than Mitch was coached as well. So oh, yeah, he's better. Coach. You know, but There's like no I think I think like when they've needed Danny Dimes to do do things, and remember he hasn't had a whole lot to throw to as well. His offensive line is better here than here. But look, I'm not again. I'm not telling you elite. I'm telling you Danny Dimes can find his way into that quarterback room of. Second tier guys, first tier guys is really elite guys. How many guys are even in that room right now? It's Mahomes, it's Josh Allen, Joe Burrow. Who am I missing? Herbert's not there yet. Loving, 
Not there, and he's not elite yet. He hasn't won a playoff I like game him. yet. Yeah. I like him a lot. His but first he's, playoff game. Yeah, he's not in that room yet. But he's got the first, He's got that skill set. He does. Like yeah. he could definitely be welcomed into that that group. Uh, but it's not a. It's. But I think that that Daniel Jones can be part of that second tier group. That in really? a good wow. season. Well, yeah, he's not a third. Listen, he's taken his team into the postseason. He's a 15-touchdown, five-interception quarterback who's made plays with his legs as well with a bad group of receivers. I believe he was second in the NFL in rushing after Justin Fields. Was he really? Yeah, he had like 700 rushing yards this year. Wow. Yeah, I mean, like... That I knew, but I, I, I don't like him as a... He's been so much better this year with Dayball. Yeah. I, like, I get what... I, I, see, I, this, is the, this, is, this is the conversation that we struggle to have at times, like... Again, don't get me wrong. I'm not overvaluing him. I'm not elevating him. In. But do you like? I we could go through the list. Who do you like? Like, I mean, I, of course, I like you know certain guys. I like Trevor Lawrence. He's not in the elite group. I would take Trevor Lawrence over Dan Daniel Jones, of course. But I think Daniel Jones can be every bit as J- Jared Goff at some point. I think he can do. Look, he's he's finally cut down on all the turnovers. He's gotten rid of a lot of the bad habits. He's being coached well. Again, I mean, I, you like him better than half of the guys in the league for sure. Hmm. 312-332-3776 if you want to react. I mean, like, you know what I'm saying, though, Melder, don't you? Like, I'm not sitting here trying to sell well, you I that think- you should hire Daniel Jones and pay him a no, but I think load of money. I think the Giants telegraph or not, like they exactly what Sylvie's articulating, though, right? Like the he, they declined the option on him, right? Like they. They he reminds me of Mitch. Wait, but, wait, he'll make some throws. He's a good athlete. But they declined the option on him prior to the new coaching well, that's, staff that's coming in. That's what I'm getting at. And then, and then Dayball came in and like has shown you that he could utilize him. So now, wait a second. I think they like, run it what, back next year. Yeah, I do too. And uh, like, uh, and it's going to be more of a team-friendly deal. And I think that they may still draft a quarterback. But when you say Mitch... I never thought Mitch really had a firm grasp of what was going on. I think Daniel Jones has a much better grasp of what's going on. And again, he's better coached than Mitch was. So would it shock you if the the, the New York Giants beat the Vikings? No, it wouldn't shock me. I, I'm he's going to have to make some throws to do that. I mean, like if he wins a playoff game at that point, he's just got he's got as many playoff wins as Kirk Cousins, as Dak Prescott, as a group of other guys. I mean... Listen, it's look. Dak's got some work to do to yeah. win me back over again. Yeah, like Dak's in that mode. That's why right, he's right. in that. You know, that's a big room of quarterbacks. Jared Goff looked really good. Just thinking about Jared Goff, season. exactly. Yeah. And Jared Goff was in a Super Bowl with Sean McVay. If you get a really good head coach, they know what they're doing. It, like they can sometimes elevate the play of the quarterback. This is like, and it's not again. So you got to listen in the context. It's not apples to apples. This is what I've said about Justin. Even if Justin doesn't reach the high heights that we all think he can as a passer, you can still get to where you want to go with him with his dynamic ability to run. And even if he's not as good a thrower, as good in the pocket as we all think or hope he can be, you can still win with that combination. You still can. See, I think he's a way better thrower than Daniel Jones. But I'm not even saying that. I'm talking about you don't have to be, I don't believe you have to be, Joe Burrow or Justin Herbert, if you can bring another element to the equation. Yeah. If you got like another skill set like Jalen Hurts. Yeah. Like Jalen Hurts can't do what Justin Herbert or Joe Burrow can do strictly from the pocket. But when you meld that together, you can like see it's harder to where you for defenses go. to stop sometimes. And think about what the narrative on uh, 
and Jalen Hurts was a year ago. Like, it was much different. Same thing as it was with, with Daniel Jones. Jalen Hurts has been better, but Jalen Hurts has got better players around him. Uh, all right, let's uh, let's get to like it, love it. Let's make some uh, predictions on what's going to happen in the postseason, then what to watch for. We're going to check in with the Cubs convention as well. And if you want to check in with us, 312-332-3776. Listen to us now, live on the ESPN Chicago app. Listen to the show in HD at 100.3 HD2 FM. Listen now on ESPN 1000. This is Waddle and Sylvie, ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports. I like it, I love it. Just a little taste of it. I like it, I love it, I want some more of it. That's right, like it, love it. Just a taste of it is brought to you by Keeper's Heart Irish and American Whiskey. We uh, make three picks. Our uh, like is worth two points. Our love is worth three points. Just a taste is one point. We uh, kept a tally of uh, all football season through the playoffs it goes. What's uh, Do we have the point total with Tyler out? Yes, we do. Tyler Kind, please send me it. We got Waddle, number one. Wow, you're uh, back in the front. Oh, I've been back in the front for a couple of weeks Damn now, it. brother. You were on vacation. Waddle's at 52. Stepping on the gas, going two or three for the better part of the last month and a half. Yes, sir. All gas, no brakes for Waddle because everybody else. You got 52? Sylvie's at 44. Oh, my goodness. I'm way back now. It's only four, uh, eight points. That's just two weeks. Tyler, who I will be picking for today at 41. And all the way at the bottom. I'm sorry, Miller, at 32. Ooh. Listen, we know the only time that matters is the playoffs. This is when we well, go big or go home, friends. Speaking of that, uh, we still have to resolve the issue with regard to our the, wins. Yeah. We could do that in the 5 o'clock hour. So would you like uh, like me to start off yeah, here? Uh, my honor. like, I am actually opposite of a lot of people here. I like the under 47 and a half total in the Chargers-Jags game, if that is still the number. Uh, you get yes, two quarterbacks is. who have not played in the postseason. I think they'll play, yeah, at least the Jags, I think they'll play somewhat close to the vest. I just I think 47 and a half is a lot of points, so I'm going under. I like the under in the Chargers-Jags game. Okay, that makes a lot of sense. Thanks. And, and you are doing very well. You we should all follow your lead. Don't um, patronize me. I'm just no. I'm sitting over here enjoying myself, having a little selection party. Uh, my like is the Cincinnati Bengals. The number right now is at eight and a half. So lock me in. Bengals minus eight and a half against the banged up Ravens. We talked about it with Doug. I think that's a team right now that's in disarray. They've been fighting the Lamar Jackson situation. And the Bengals are playing great football. And then the Bengals uh, make a statement in their first playoff game. All right, Tyler's like is uh, San Francisco versus the Seahawks. The number's at nine and a half. Tyler likes San Francisco minus nine and a half. Okay. All right, boys. For my like, the man who knows when to step up when it's playoff time right oh, yeah. here. Fresh slate. Yes, that's the way I'm looking at it if you're in last place. All right, so I don't believe there's any chance you can win this contest, even if everyone goes zeros and you win everything. Ah, but if I'm willing to wager more, my friend, 
I can be the big winner, whether or not you guys win or not. All right, Buffalo Bills, they're what hosting. Does that mean? <laughs> what does that mean? It you know means he it's just, gambling, he just, boys. He just tried you to can, talk fast and often and confuse us. You can win whatever you're willing to risk. That's the way I look at it, gentlemen. So and after a crappy performance this year, you're going to double down on deep, the cash. Deep. Forget okay. double down. Right. Triple, quadruple. Go Let's go. It. Let's make it. some cash. It's right. playoff time, boys. The Buffalo Bills are hosting the Miami Dolphins. And I don't know what the Dolphins are running out there this weekend. It doesn't look like the same team that actually won nine games. They've been horrible. They backdoor their way in against a lousy Jets team last week. And Skylar Thompson's going to be your quarterback. Raheem Mostert's out. They can't even run the ball the way they would hope. Tyreek Hill's been a little banged up, hasn't he? Yeah, he's been going to the sidelines with an ankle injury the last few weeks. I like the Buffalo Bills. I'll lay 13 and a half. Go ahead. Uh, that's very nice because I love that same bet. I was going to go Bills minus seven and a half the first half. Doug talked you out of it. He did kind of talk me out of it. I think that I believe this is like a 34-7 game. So you really I'll think love, the Dolphins are going to score a touchdown? I don't know. Maybe something. Maybe it's a kickoff return or something. They're going to have enough opportunities to return kicks. But I love the Bills, 13 and a half. I'm with you. I think last year, weren't there a couple of blowouts in the early rounds of the postseason as oh, well? Oh, yeah, the Bills, didn't they They didn't punt, remember? Pasted they they the Patriots, Patriots right? yes. And that Patriots team is better than this Dolphins yeah. team. So I Skylar love Thompson. the Bills even given 13 and a half. Well, a I, need, I, I need to gain ground on you, and that was going to be my play, too. You could love the Dolphins, Sylvie, if you want. No. Flipperoo. Then I could fall way I behind. I think what you have to do is just give us your best plays and just That's take going your on. chances. I, I love the Bills as well. Love the Bills minus uh, 13 and a half. What does Tyler love? All right, Tyler's going to the Chargers and the Jaguars. It's going to be a great game, guys. But will it be high scoring? Tyler says no. He's taking the under at 47 and a half. Yeah, Same thing with Waddle. Yeah. yeah. Are you a, you're a Jaguars guy, too? I like the Jags, yeah. I think they're pointing at No, certain... no, 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 no. I meant uh, Jake. Jake, you call oh. them Jaguars. You're, yeah. you're, instead of Jaguars, you're yeah. a, Jaguars. a Jaguars guy. Got to emphasize it there. Jaguar. Yeah, I'm more of a Jaguar. Jaguar. That's how it's pronounced. Yes. All right, boys. For my love, the New York Giants, Sylvie's New York football Giants, they're 9-7-1. Brian Dayball, I think, knows what he's doing. That's why he rested all his key players last week. We all know the Minnesota Vikings are frauds. And let me correct something real quick. Daniel Jones was actually fifth in the NFL in rushing amongst quarterbacks, but he did still go over 700 yards. He was with a bunch of other quarterbacks, not named Justin Fields, in that group. The Minnesota Vikings getting, I'm sorry, the Vi- the Giants getting three points against the Vikings. Yes, please. I think they win this one outright. I love the Giants getting wow. three points. I think they're going to win. They're going to upset them. I, I, I certainly wouldn't mind that because we've been all, you know, many of us have been I on I wouldn't that. be shocked by it either. Yeah. I, mean, I wouldn't be shocked. We've all been talking about the Vikings sure. for a while. Uh, my taste is the Chargers. They're given one and a half to the Jags in Jackson, Jacksonville. I don't like the fact that Mike Williams isn't playing, but I just think top to bottom, they're a better team at the moment. And then virtually the line, all you got to do is win. So uh, I'm going to take the Chargers minus a point and a half. Going to go against the grain here for my taste. And I'm going to take the Cowboys. I know a lot of people um, don't like them at all. I'm just going to go with the talent here. I know they're not playing well. Uh, Jake, that may make you happy. 
or it maybe not. It makes me happy, and I believe Tyler's taking the Cowboys as well for his taste. Yeah, like I, so we're 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 riding together. I I, I don't trust the Bucks. I I think the highs of the Cowboys can be high, and I think they can get their stuff together. It doesn't look good right now, but um, they're a two and a half point favorite in Tampa. Just give me give me the Cowboys. For my taste, to conclude it, gentlemen, let's head to Santa Clara, where the San Francisco 49ers are expecting some inclement weather against the Seattle Seahawks. It's a divisional affair. The line right now is the numbers at 42. I like the under. I think the Giant, uh, the 49ers defense is the best in the league, and I think they're going to play close to the best with this rain in the forecast. I don't think they're going to ask Brock Purdy to do too much. I think they run a lot. They they uh, speed this game up. I like the under in this ball game, under 42. What kind of like I've heard the weather now all day about this. How bad is the weather supposed to be? Well, they've already had like floods and everything out there, so the weather's been bad, and I think it's supposed to continue gonna, to be bad. Yeah, it's going to be a sloppy course yeah. out there in the so, mud, muddy, muddy situation. Take the under. All right, there you go. Very enthusiastic, Jeff Meller, as he's scrambling. It's playoff to try time, boys! Come on, yeah. this That's, is where you double we call up. That, you know what we call that false enthusiasm? Who's the hustle dorks? Uh huh. You know? If you all right, fine. Yeah. I'll keep a playoff record for you. Who's uh, who is on uh, Cleveland uh, with LeBron, and he's back in the league now? Uh, Deladova. Yeah, you're Matthew Deladova. You're Matthew Deladova. Okay. You're the sure. Matthew Deladova of this game. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. Keith on the South Side, you're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Keith? Fellas, how you doing, fellas? Good. We're good. Good, good. Listen, I've, I've never seen a team so excited over one pick in my life. Who? Over what? One, one team. One pick. They got the first pick. Oh, okay. I heard everything. Well, the Bears will get three picks for this. If a team's willing to give me three picks. For one guy, that's the guy I would want on my team. But anyway, that's not what I call for. Okay. What are you all seeing in Justin Field that I'm not? Because I'm not impressed at all. So I'm trying to figure out, is there something wrong with me or is there something wrong with you all? What are you all seeing that I'm not seeing? What is it that you don't uh, – what, what well, is it that led you to believe that he can't succeed? I didn't say he couldn't. I said, what are you all seeing in him now that I have – I'm not seeing. In, in two years – He's won five games. Can we agree on that? Well, the the team has won five games. He's got an well, awful uh, roster. He's got an look. Here's what I see. I okay. see. Who does that awful roster? Here's what I see. I see. A, I see a player with a great arm. I see a player with great <laughs> athleticism. I see a smart player, a great leader, and I see a guy who is able to raise the level of the offense despite not having a lot around him by scoring points. I see a guy that still needs to be developed, a guy who's, and again, like he can't be a finished product after two imperfect years. He has not, he has not had um, the wind at his back. He's been the wind in his face. And we cannot just all of a sudden wash our hands after two years and say, well, he, this isn't it. We got to give up and let's just start all over again. So, okay, well, let me say this. To you. Yeah, go Mr. ahead. Trubisky had one bad year, and you all want to get rid of him. Got rid of him. He had one bad year. I don't think that's the case. I think he had many years. Well, he had. He went to the playoffs twice. Twice, and uh, he went to the playoffs twice. The bad guy, Mr. Trubisky, did. He had a much you, better let me team. ask you. I mean, since you brought him up, Keith, do you believe that right. Mitch Trubisky is a guy that's going to take any franchise? 
deep into the postseason. I don't, I don't think neither one. Will. I don't think. Okay, well, well, well that's out. fair, but like I right. think that Is the story, fair? the story's right. still being written for for Justin. For me, okay. I'm, not, oh, okay. I'm not rushing to place him. Like, not that anybody is. I'm, I'm, I'm not taking him to the first team All Pro spot. I'm not taking him to okay. Canton, Ohio, at the moment. I think it's okay. unfair to judge him as a throwing quarterback at this point based on what has been placed around him. Exactly. I exactly. believe I believe that that even if he doesn't reach the high heights that many may project him to reach as a passer, you can okay. win with his skill set and he's you got him running. How long is that going to last? You can't. This is why I said to you that I don't. Well, first of all, I believe that there will be a better passing component to this next year. I okay. said I'm not taking him to Canton. I'm not telling you he's going to be the greatest quarterback of all time. I think okay. there's a skill set that exists there that you can win with, and I want to see what they can do with him as they okay. surround him with better protection and better yeah. weapons. Okay, what's the window? What's your window? Well, next year you you you've got to definitely come to a, a a firm conclusion at the end of next year because you have to decide whether or not to pick up his fifth year option. Okay, all right. Okay, I just, so, I just wanted to know because I'm hearing all this and I'm just amazed. I said, "Wow, I didn't know a guy can achieve all this with just five wins in two years." I mean, he can run now. I mean, I give him that he can run. But you're generalizing the wins too much. Like again, I know. I, like you're, 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 yes, you're you're putting the twelve wins of 2018 on Mitch when he, he, he they won in spite of Mitch, and you're what do you you're, mean? you're no, they didn't. Yes, they Mitch did. won twelve games. He won twelve games. No, 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 no. The defense won twelve games. Okay, let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question because I hear that all the time too. It's a team sport, right or wrong? Yes, true. Mr. Bisky had a fifteen hundred yard receiver. Can we agree on that? Uh, and Allen Robinson, fifteen hundred yards. Allen Robinson gave fifteen hundred yeah. yards. Yeah. So we can't we can't put that out there now. He gave he had a fifteen hundred yard receiver. So we can't say it was just the defense now. But the defense is a part of the team. It's a team sport. Well, well, I think that you use that, you use that phrase, but you have to apply it to Justin too. And 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 I think a quarterback is unfairly saddled with losses at times and they're not unfairly but often a, a team will win a game there were several wins in that season keith where you look okay. at them and they win the game and you don't you, you attribute the win more to the defense than you did to the quarterback and the offense so alan robertson okay. at 1200 yards in his i would top just say like i've always said this i think the win loss Statistic attached to a quarterback can be very misleading on the here's loss side and the win side. Really? Here, here, hold on, so? one here, Keith. Here's what I want to know: Are you washing hey. dishes? What are you doing? Are you in the bathtub? Oh, no, uh, no, what I'll, are you I'll doing? I'm putting groceries. I'm sorry. I hear water. <laughs> what, what, what? I hear what you're washing oh, groceries. No, no, it must be. It must be my headset. Must be uh, clean out. But that's all I want to know. I wanted to hear you all's explanation for this because I'm not seeing anything. Until I see anything, I think how many years you're gonna get? Three, four years. I think he'll come to a, I will personally feel better about what I see after this upcoming season. And, and by the way, I would add this as well, Keith. With the number one overall selection, I personally, and I've advertised myself as a, not a college football quarterback expert, I don't believe any of the three guys that are being mentioned are better options than Justin Fields. So, really? if, listen, I don't. Yeah, if, if Trevor Lawrence was in this draft, it'd be a different question for me. 
Nick Keith, we got to run. Oh, We're up against it. Do you think Bryce Young's a better option? I don't believe. No, I don't. Okay, okay. Yeah. Right, Keith, call we'll again, okay? Call again. I'll yeah. call you guys back. Yeah, you call us back. Either way. You got it. All right. Thanks see a lot, folks. There's see Keith. Uh, see, that, that's, this is what it's going to be. This is what you were talking about, yes. the three months of this. Yeah. Uh, what to watch for. It's all brought to you by Connie's, and it's coming up next. Follow Chicago's Home for Sports on Instagram at ESPN underscore Chicago. This is Waddle and Sylvie. Listen now in HD on our app and on ESPN 1000. Waddle and Sylvie get you set for your weekend viewing with What to Watch For. What to Watch For brought to you by our great friends and partners at Connie's Frozen Pizza. I'm also told that this is interactive. Right now, be caller 10 and 20 and you'll win free pizza from Connie's Frozen Pizza. Caller 10 will win one and caller 20 will win one at 312-332-3776. Waddle, what are you watching for? Uh, I, I got a double, double dose for you here. Season 2 premieres this weekend two of them i got one for you mayor of kingstown with jeremy renner it's fabulous i i loved it it's i a don't great know show fantastic it's about jail you know yes. how i feel I about jail yes shows. and your honor season two with brian cranston oh, that's back he's back that's back at both shows are sunday they both come back this sunday so Paramount choose one of the two for mayor of kingstown and uh showtime the- i think for your honor is it is it showtime or is it hbo could be HBO. Boy, if it's Showtime, I, I stopped uh, subscribing to Showtime. It's one is of the it? few that I canceled. Season two, uh, you may be right. Uh, no, it is Showtime. It it's is Showtime. Oh, no. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. Gotta figure but you may be able to, can you get that on Hulu or one of these other you ancillary gotta figure it out. services? I don't know. But because there's barely any good shows on Two there. Two good shows, though. Uh, you have recommended uh, Kaleidoscope. Uh, yeah. I, I got to start watching that. Carm was the original uh, watcher of that. It was a good... I, I thought it was good. I think you'll like it. I gave out a couple weeks ago, too. I've been watching Fleischman is in Trouble on Hulu. I've liked that. If, you've not, if you wanted something, a short series to watch, the episodes are not too long. Here's a movie that I want to watch, and I may watch it tonight. This is Netflix, and I believe it's the number one movie trending currently on Netflix. It's a, a true story. It's called The Hatchet-Wielding Hitchhiker. Ooh. In this scandalous true crime documentary, a carefree hitchhiker goes from internet celebrity to infamous murderer in a span of three months. Okay. Sounds like like a Florida or Ohio story. It does. So I'm in. It's only an hour and 25 minutes. It's on Netflix. Again, it's called The Hatchet-Wielding Hitchhiker. I like that recommendation, Silva. I caught the trailer last week. I think it's made it to my list. I don't know if I'll get to it this weekend, but I like that recommendation. For mine, I would recommend checking out, if you're a kid of the 90s especially, Pepsi, Where's My Jets? That's on Netflix. It's a four-episode miniseries. Each episode's about 40 minutes long. And if you grew up in the 90s, lots of good nostalgia for you. So, What's it uh, called? It's called Pepsi, Where's My Jets? And it's about the Pepsi scandal when they were uh, trying to get people to buy more Pepsi by, uh, Giving. by uh, b- um, bribing them with Pepsi points. So I had, I it was very solid. Definitely recommend. All right, Jake, you got something? I actually just finished, and I'm not usually like a like a cooking show guy, but on Netflix there's a show called Pressure Cooker, and I watched all of it in two nights. And it's kind of like if you watch reality TV and it's like Big Brother, 
you are all like these chefs are living in a house and they're competing against each other. But the like the thing is, is you're like having to vote off each other and taste each other's food. So like you have to play the friend game, you know, get in people's heads and cook as well. So it was pretty interesting. If you're if you're into reality and cooking shows, check that out. Where, Pressure, where is your cooker on Netflix? Netflix. Yeah. All right. Good stuff. What to watch for again brought to you by Connie's Frozen Pizza. All right. Uh, coming up next, uh, we will continue to talk a lot of football, playoff football, a busy week for the Bears. We'll check in at the Cubs convention as well. That is back. Tom Ricketts was on this morning. He had some interesting things to say, including something that caught both of our ears where we said, hmm. So we'll play that all for you coming up next.